Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in to season two of the More Jody podcast. I'm the girl who says what everyone is thinking, unapologetically myself all the time. Trust me, I was born this way and it really can't be stopped. This season, I'm sharing powerful conversations and we go deep right off the hop. Sometimes I'm even thrown off by it. Nothing is off the table. The goal of this podcast is that you will laugh, cry, and realize that you're not alone in your struggles, your challenges, your hopes, your dreams. But I have a warning for you. These conversations will make you want to do more, dig deeper, get honest and curious with yourself, and live braver, bolder lives. Thanks for coming along for the ride. Hey friends, thanks for tuning in today. So I'm going to be doing some little snippets like this in January, each about like 15 to 20 minutes long, all about wellness and living your best life in all honesty. So I hope you enjoy this episode. It's just a really quick listen, encouraging you to take real ownership over your outcomes in your life and your experiences. What would change for you if you did that? So thanks for tuning in. I hope this challenges your thinking. Oh my gosh. Hi friends. Happy week three of January. And today is supposed to be me talking to you about prioritizing and how what you focus on expands. And so first of all, though, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of background on me. Um, I have recently made a career change that I'm super excited about. And lots of you've been messaging me because I've kind of been showing pictures of my new desk and that sort of thing. But something I want you to remember all the time is that in life, you are constantly just upgrading problems for better problems. So problems aren't going away and that's okay. That's what makes this real life. Um, but I want to tell you guys a little bit about the career change that I've made. So some of you know, and some of you are like, I don't understand insurance and that's fine. But basically in the last three years, I've been managing people for a major brokerage chain in Canada. And um, I decided to switch to the company side. Like think about who insures your house. Like maybe it's Intact or Peace Hills or something like that. So now I work for a company called Max Insurance out of Ontario. But what I went searching for not that long, well, actually more like a year ago, um, was a company that really aligned with my personal values, a company where I felt like I could really impact change at a high level. And so after lots, I don't take these things lightly, obviously, but after a lot of looking, I didn't find anything. And then um, one of my last bosses actually referred me. So I am a part in partnership development for a company out east. So yeah, I'm super excited about that. But that kind of brings that leads me into asking you about your stress level at your current in your current career. Um, I knew the job I was at wasn't going to be sustainable on a stress level for a very long time. I knew that. And by the end, I had five offices. And seriously, the week between Christmas and New Year's, it was like, people didn't have power, people didn't have heat, um, people had COVID, like it was just Literally, I had 99 problems <laughs> and a bitch ain't one. Okay. Um, so yeah, for my mother-in-law, that's and my mom, that's just a really um, good rap song. So, anyways, basically, I had I knew that I loved leading people, 
and I love business, but the company that I was working for, I knew it would be, I didn't think that they didn't align with um, how I wanted to grow in business. It just didn't work together. So the people that I worked with though, I loved. So I think a lot of times we stay in something because it's comfortable or because we love those people, but you have to look at the job itself. Does the job itself breathe life into you? Is it um, a great option going forward for a sustainable home life. Like how does it impact your house, your house, your family and that sort of thing. So I think often we aren't continually evaluating. And I think we need to be willing to make the change when the time comes and take a risk and um, to better, to level up your problems basically. And so I basically decided that my stress level was really high and not something that I wanted to maintain. You guys all know that I pray a lot. And one of my things, I think it was like a year and a half ago, I realized that I was praying all the time, like more for my staff than I was for my kids. And like that hurt me because they should have more of my heart and my mind than my staff. But at that point they didn't. And I have to say in my first couple of days at this new company, I'm just constantly reminded of why you go after things and you make change in your life and you create new pathways. And, um, it's awesome. I work remotely and it's just, it's going to be a really exciting thing. So that's a little bit about me and also asking yourself those questions. So the things I want you to ask yourself, yourself about your career or how you spend every day, maybe it's volunteering different things. How does your career stimulate your brain and does it stimulate it enough and the right way sort of is it 80% good and 20% like, okay, because I think that's real life. But if it's 60% a train wreck and like 40%, like you just like the people, that's not enough. And if you come home at the end of the day and you have no energy left and you're snapping at everybody also just not a good choice. So I didn't have a lot of capacity left at the end of the day for the people that I made. And that's just not something I'm willing to trade. So I learned a ton, but it's time to move on. And I wanted something where that filled my spirit um, and my love for business. So I like growing people. I like growing business and I will continue to do this, but in a way that is more sustainable. And I felt like I was going backwards. That's another thing is where you are now with the company you are or within your career, are you still moving forward or are you moving backwards? Because I did something one day and I just realized it was like the lazy way out. And that's not me. And I even said to my, my friend, Amy, who's my boss, I was like, whoa, I just took a step back. I'm like, like I picked the laziest option because I was like, whatever. And that's not who I am. So constantly evaluating that sort of stuff, I think is really important. And then my encouragement to you is just to show up curious and then stay honest about how you spend every day, because it really does matter. It impacts all the areas of your life. So, okay. So going back to prioritizing and what you focus on expand. So is your focus mostly negative or mostly positive? This is just kind of in life right now. This is like, forget the whole job thing. That's, that's done now. Um, is your focus negative or is it positive? Do you want to fight everybody? <laughs> Some days I do. Um, do you constantly call everyone a Karen? Okay. This is so funny. So my kids have like certain like teachers and stuff and they call them COVID Karens. I don't know if you've heard this, like the people who are always like, pull your mask up. They're like, Oh, she's a COVID Karen. It's actually super funny. So do you notice Karens all around you? Um, and, and right now, what is your stress level out of 10? Is it an eight? Now you can also break this down into, um, because you're usually focusing on your stress. You're focusing usually on your problems. And 
some obviously need to be fixed. Some are just part of life. Like people that you have that are in your life all the time that you have trouble getting along with, like maybe a teen that's a struggle or family or something like that. But you could look at and you could break it down into my, what's my stress level in my marriage out of 10. What's my stress level raising these kids out of 10. What's my stress level in my job out of 10. What's my stress level in my body. Do I feel healthy and strong in my body? And when you sit and write that down, then you start to be like, oh, these are the area, the categories where I should put some, some prioritizing prioritization. I start really early now because this company's in Ontario, which is my dream. But now I'm like getting my merds wixed at 7, 12 PM. But if what you focus on expands, you need to prioritize certain things in those categories where life isn't what it should be. Don't, like I said a few weeks ago, do not sit around complaining about things that you're unwilling to change because that's just hogwash. So don't do that. So my job was killing me mentally and it took a long, tedious process to get out of it, but I'm thrilled that I did. So if you know that like yours and my stress level over Christmas break. And then we had a massive snowstorm, like snow where you slide sideways down your driveway <laughs> because it's Vancouver Island. So you have to look at all the things coming at you. And I mean, you can't control the snow. You can't control a lot of these things, but you can control how you respond to it. And so I was constantly planning ways to minimize my stress because my job stress had really taken over. So I was taking Epsom salts baths on the regular, writing down what I could and couldn't control. All of these things, guys, are also things I totally recommend. Um, but at some point, you just learn that if your job is causing you more heartache than joy, it's time to move on. It's time to make changes. So something I was going to say is like, DM me if you want to have a chat about this, because it's literally one of my favorite things. And you can create your own project for yourself on anything. And this is sort of something I'm not doing a lot of coaching um, right now, but this is something in the coaching realm where I love to take a person through a project, help them articulate what the, what's in the project and then help them execute the project. So it could be a project on yourself and on the ways that you want to change your life. That would be kind of like life coaching, or it could be something, a project you would do on your business. So something I kind of wanted to go through, um, I, after I had COVID, I ended up really sleepless and depressed. And this was back um, last August. I didn't tell anybody I had COVID. Um, there's just too much stigma around it. And I hated the drama. I actually didn't even get tested. And then after um, I got my antibodies tested. So I just like was a smart, sick person and stayed home, which you can do too, just so you know. Um, but basically what I started to realize was if this world was to stay the way it is right now, this insanity, how would I continue to stay joyful through this? How would I continue to stay healthy in my heart and my mind? How would I create um, an environment that was really strong and healthy for my family at home? Um, because I can control generally. <sighs> That's probably a joke. I can, I can impact. I can't really control these people. They're crazy. Um, but I can impact based on what I choose to impact basically. So for tangible wellness steps would be analyze your stress and rate it out of 10 and then do it in certain categories. Ask yourself, um, sometimes I do this and I dictate, ask yourself off and who you are to live with. Oh, ask yourself, um, what it's like to live with you. Picture the, the people that you interact from the other side, put yourself in their shoes and feel like what it feels like to live with you. Is it fun? Is it uptight? Is it nasty? Is it manipulative? 
Is it uneasy? Is it joyful? Is it, um, I don't know, fun? Is it, I don't know what it is for you. Lots of words, I guess. But what do you like to live with? And then think about, are you intentional with the people around you? I know I'm the least intentional with my husband and it actually makes me so sad because he's always here and we're committed to being in this forever and never getting out of it because our joke is that neither of us want the kids. <laughs> Just kidding. We love those little turkeys. Um, but and we also don't want to pay each other alimony or child support. And I just think people having two households and then living in an apartment is just crazy. But we're, we like each other also. So that's good. But are you intentional with the people around me? Because I notice frequently that my family's not going to fire me. So I, I commit really hard to the things that I know I have to commit to. And sometimes it's not them. And that's just honest and sad. And I'm working on that all the time. I noticed. I noticed today because it was different when my son was talking to me after school, I had a lot of mental capacity for him and he could tell, I could like see it in his eyes because also I was paying attention to his eyes and I was actively listening. And a lot of days I would be like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Do you want a snack? Okay. Goodbye. So that's not how I wanted to live. Right. So how intentional are you with people around you, especially your spouse? Like in my opinion, it's God, number one, my spouse, number two, my kids, number three, and then everything trickles after that. So at the same time though, I did not treat, I do not treat them sometimes as though that's the way it is. So are you just getting by with those people or are you investing in the relationships that actually matter when your house gets locked down? I mean, if that was to ever happen again or whatever, and you got stuck at home, I mean, look at Australia, <laughs> anything is possible. Um, if that sort of thing was to happen, you, you want to have healthy relationships with the people you spend your life with. And so, um, and, and decide how you want to show up for those people. And I'm creating a life vision. I think in my December 30th of 2020 episode of the podcast, I talk about creating a life vision. And I know in my mind that one of my commitments on my life vision, and I have categories for business, spiritual life, family life, and then for me personally, and how I want to grow. But one of them was staying home four nights a week, because before I lived on Vancouver Island, I lived in Leduc, and I was a worship leader, and I worked with the youth at the church, and I had met girlfriends for wine and like different things like that. And I was gone a lot. And so what I started to notice was that wasn't something I wanted. I wanted to be home more than less. So I thought three, three out four at home. Um, okay. Next, how tired are you? So everything around us is tiring us out right now. It's, it's really bad, but I do feel like we've adapted a lot and we've, we've kind of learned how to ebb and flow with a lot of these things that are happening right now, but how tired are you and how could you change that? So like there are it's so funny because I'm like the queen of you tell me you can't do something and I will give you three solutions to why you can. So you tell me that you're sleepless. I'm like, have you taken, do you have um, an evening routine that winds you down? Are you on a device late at night? And yeah, I am on my device sometimes still at like 10 o'clock. Do I know that that's okay? like, I know that's not okay, but basically don't do that. And then be like, Oh, I can't sleep. Like what's even happening. Right. So do you wind down at night? Do you put your devices away? Do you lower the lights? Do you take melatonin? Also a new one, ashwagandha, which is really good in Ayurveda for sleep practices and de-stressing your body. And there's something about it. One night I took an ashwagandha and um, a melatonin and 
I started like, I can't take it if I know I want to lay in bed and chat with my husband or like have a sexy time or something, because I was like, I can't really talk anymore. I can't have any words left. So some of those things are really, really good. And then you get a real, a deeper night's sleep. So look up ashwagandha and you all know about melatonin, which also is like apparently super good for a lot of other things right now. Melatonin is a lot more than help you sleep. So definitely something to look into, but how tired are you? And then living in that because a body that's inflamed and overly exhausted. And a lot of these things, like those are bodies that get disease because dis-ease in the body is going to happen when you're constantly overtired. Don't get me started on the industrial revolution and how much that screwed up everything for everybody, because we should truly be going to sleep when the sun goes down, sleeping like 12 hours in the winter, getting up. I don't know, like milking the cows. I don't even know if they had cows. Oh no, they would have cows. Milking the cows, like churning some butter and then eating sourdough and then going out and I don't know, riding our horse, but we're not doing that. We're getting up early. Like I get up at five 30. I work now from six 30 till two 30 and come like five o'clock. I feel like I actually think this is good for me. Cause I basically could have, sometimes I have the energy of like three people. So it kind of depends, but if you are tired, what steps have you taken? Another thing, when after COVID, when I was so sleepless, I would, I stopped drinking water in the evening and having tea because if I peed, it would wake me up. And then I had trouble getting out of my head. So for those of you struggling with anxiety, waking up in the night is like the worst thing. And I get up and read my Bible because when you wake up in the night, like fear is the worst liar, which I call the devil. You could be up in the night every problem you have seems way bigger than it does during the day. And that is when the devil gets you alone. He can tell you anything he wants. So start to recognize that if you do wake up and your mind goes wild, you need to find a way to counteract that. And you need to get your focus back to like, I don't know, counting sheep. My friend, um, Monica listens to Matthew McConaughey. If you Google Matthew McConaughey wonder, he actually does this whole, like, hello there um, story. He tells this whole story. I've never heard the end of it because you just are asleep in three seconds and you can plug in something like that. So there are actually in all of these categories, so many ways you can take control of your health, your sleep, your stress, your job, the way you love the people around you. Okay. Next, how much extra weight are you carrying? And do you know how much that extra weight exhausts your body with every step? So to be honest, I'm definitely 30 pounds overweight right now. And I know that's super hard on my entire system. It makes, and I work out all the time. I'm very, very committed to my workouts. So I know that that is something that's further stressing my body, right? So we know that we have so many things in our environment. We have toxicants, like don't even get me started on fragrance. Um, We have so many things coming at our body and our body is just trying to love us and care for us and keep us healthy and strong. And it doesn't want to be full of Timbits and it wants to thrive. Your body doesn't want to stay fat. That's actually like your body knows what to do, but if you're constantly like starving it and then overstuffing it, which definitely did in those, in that last little while, it's just gross. And so I think recognizing that there are so many tangible steps we can take and I wanted to talk, it's funny, I really wanted to talk a little bit on this episode about fitness, but I really noticed that I feel like people think fitness is optional and it's, now obviously this is IMO, in my opinion, it is not, it is like a requirement. You have been given a body, 
you are lucky enough to have this body as a temple and it is your job to care for it. It is your job not to just shove Timbits in your gullet. It is your job to get your butt up and move. So my new job now, I'm sitting at home and there's probably a lot of you that are working remotely. Um, I'm sitting at home and I've never sat so much. And so that feels really weird. And so today I was like, oh, I almost think I need to get up. We have a long driveway behind our house where the kids play road hockey. And I thought, you know what? I actually need to probably get up a couple times a day and walk back and forth down the driveway. Not that that's exercise, but just because we're literally not meant to sit in one place for so long. That's actually really hard on your hamstrings and your glutes and your back. It's super confusing. And so I think you need to just be really cognizant of the types of, um, of, of the sedentary lifestyle that we have. And then do things with people like go for a walk with your spouse. It doesn't have to be fast. Those things are so good for your mental health, breathing in fresh air, opening your window in your bedroom at night, even in the winter, maybe not, maybe not with the freezing grossness you guys have had across the prairies, but Sometimes having a little crack of fresh air, getting that fresh air into your day, going for your walk in the evening, bundling up if it's super, super cold, but still going outside. And I think a lot of times people think it has to be fancy. I think my biggest thing is it has to be enjoyable. I have to enjoy what I'm doing. So today I did super dorky. And of course, a neighbor walked by while I was doing this, my garage door open, um, super dorky cardio kickboxing. And it's Turbo Jam for those of you who know and love it. And I was fired up from it. And then guess what? I came in and this is gross. You're going to be like, oh my gosh, I turned the shower on just barely like ice cold water. If you turn the shower up to warm and then you turn it down to cold, it doesn't get as cold. But if you just barely crank it and that'll wake you up, that fires up all your senses. I actually feel like today it felt the, it like felt some, there's like, I want to call it a little bit of a sting. Give me a little bit of a sting like the ocean does on a really cold day. So, um, that's also really good for you and for your immune system and all that stuff. So next vitamins, we are, it's winter and there's a lot of stress and there are a lot of different vitamins that we can be taking for our body. So um, definitely I'll tell you what I take. I take B12, B complex selenium. I take tons of vitamin C so much. It gives me diarrhea sometimes. I know, um, vitamin D I take, um, like I said, ashwagandha at night and sometimes melatonin. What else do I take? Oh my gosh. I should have written this down. Cursetin and iron. And maybe that's it. I don't know. It feels like a lot. And I hate vitamins. Like I gag. I actually take them now every second day because I felt like I just couldn't and I wanted to be more committed. So I've been working on that a lot harder, but I think the gist is, is there's so many ways that we don't, what we focus on, we focus on the wrong things. First of all, it's, it's about staying curious and what you focus on expands. So then you get curious and then you recognize, oh, this area needs extra attention. And then you brainstorm what kind of attention that area needs, that relationship or that um, path you're headed in life or your body. You recognize what needs attention and then you don't ignore it. 
Because when you cover something, so say you are really stressed out and now you're just drinking wine every night or you're, um, some people are smoking pot at night or things like that. Those are covering up things that need to be fixed. Some of these things in our life, we need to apply the work and the world just tells you everything should be easy. It's actually disgusting. It's one of my biggest pet peeves. Because guess what? Life's not traditionally been easy for people. And we have easier lives. Even the fact that I can like turn on a light switch and run the tap, like our lives are so, so much more, so much easier than generations of people. Like I think my grandma got veggies and stuff out of the ground. Well, (laughs) obviously like she pulled carrots out of the ground, but I mean like stored them in her root cellar under the kitchen floor. Like the modern conveniences that we have, we have to create hilarious things like taking a cold shower, you know? And so our life has changed so much. And so I think that we really need to take some ownership and be proactive. And so I hope you've enjoyed this little series. I don't think I'm popping on with anything else um, wellness related for January. I think I'll get back to my regular, my regular scheduled program um, of podcasts. But yeah, it's been fun to kind of go through these um, little tidbits with you. If this resonated, please send me a message. Let me know if this made you think, um, if you got something out of this, or if you want to talk more about creating a project for yourself, if you're looking for some coaching or something like that. So let me know, keep working on yourselves. Stop. Don't be lazy. Don't expect the easy way out, push forward and be your best and don't settle because this is your one beautiful, brave life. Please tell your friends about this podcast. Please share it if you can like, and subscribe and have a great day. Hey, more Jody listeners. First of all, thank you for spending your time with me today and being here. I love what I am doing. I can't believe how much fun I'm having sharing these stories with you guys. So please like, subscribe, rate, review, share this podcast with one of your friends that you think really needs to hear it. And don't hesitate to send me a message and let me know what you'd like to hear more of on this podcast. Have an awesome day and choose to make the world a better place.